cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Hello, and a very big warm welcome to the Pastures Inquiry Sunday Sermon, where I'm with a very distinguished guest this evening, along with my two cohorts. Chris, good evening, Chris. Good evening, John. Good, good, good evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly a warm welcome to uh, Icy Garrett, coming back for a second time for some more uh, chewing the fat. Garrett, welcome. Yeah, good to be back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've been on a stag do, I believe. Yeah, yeah, rough, rough couple of days. Um, yeah, but um, I, I, I drank to a rating of about ninety-eight, so it wasn't too bad. Though, wasn't too bad. Yeah, just before, just, just below listed class. Um, yeah, just below. Yeah. That, 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 that would sum it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Okay, okay, right. Uh, Please we'll one, three, one on the snap. <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, the delivers on its way out but it will go as long as we can um looking at saturday's review then obviously we're just we're just going to go look at uh the the Haydock, uh, lancashire oaks and the eclipse we'll go we'll go Haydock first obviously massive controversy uh around the lancashire oaks where for some reason um that i can't i can't work out i'm not saying that that, that you chaps we can't. Um, why poor old Rab ended up with five days and uh, and and bent Jim none. I uh, can, can I can I go first here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not you're not going to like this. Ooh. Stuart's got that perfectly correct. Okay. The, the new new uh, new phenomenon now on Twitter um, was still photo shrewds. So they're they're all they're all showing they're all showing the still photo and getting out measuring tapes and saying, oh look the gap is there. But when you watch the head on live, like. There, there's three quarters of a gap there for like a less than a second. Now, fair enough, someone like Tom Marcon would just bang, he'd go through that gap. But like Rab Havlin is a coward. So he's he's not he's not good enough to take to take that gap. I mean, she's clearly the best horse in the race, but the, the gap just wasn't there. So, you know, you know, the the, the, the stewards are right, five days. I, I, I don't I don't understand how how people are taking the view that he he didn't deserve a ban. He he's he's clearly in breach of the rules. Okay, no, no, that is interesting. You know, some, some, like I say, some say one way, some say the other. John, thoughts? Well, I thought he was an asshole for going for the gap. He had enough hearts under him, as he's shown subsequently. He, he could have gone round by fucking entry, couldn't he, really? Yeah. You know, and still what? He didn't, he didn't need to go for the fucking hero route. I mean, I think it's debatable whether there was ever a gap there, but it was an arsehole for going up that gap. And it's probably livened up Towser and Slim a bit, because I know it stays changes in shown, and the over whether Frankie's coming back or not. He's probably, he's probably had a look at the nasty weather outside and thought, well, I'm, I need a bigger coat, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, thing for me, I, I I saw it differently at the time. Uh, probably have to go and watch it back again. But I genuinely thought that the gap was big enough, and and Jim was deliberately closing it. it Garrett, is that but Jim's he, but, right but, but, to but, close but, it? But though? Jim, oh, Jim Crowley is hundred percent allowed to do that. Yeah. And the, the thing is, the thing is as well that that's how jockeys ride. They never ride on the rail. They'll ride just slightly off it to tempt you to come up the inside. 
and if you come up the inside, they'll close you off. I mean, they, they, they do that in Ireland all the time. You like in Ireland, yeah. you can't, you cannot come up the inside, or or you'll just be like you'll be put through the rail the next day. Yeah, that's 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 just an unwritten rule. Like you, you don't you don't challenge up the inside. So 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 yeah. Jim Crowley leaves that gap there to tempt Havlin to come up it, and then he he's he's entitled to close the order. Yeah, no, right, okay, no, no, I, I, I love, yeah, love, love the differing view. Garrett no doubt thinks that I should put my uh, stewards' models in the bin. And um, no, I, no, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind that, I don't mind the opposite opinion, but I don't agree with people showing a still frame and saying, "Oh God, look, the, the gap is there." Like yeah. you know, you, it, this happens live. It's a, it, it, it's less than a split second. So I, I, I just think that's, I think that's the wrong way to analyze it to say. Rab Havlin wasn't in the wrong when when he 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 isn't breaching the rules. He's got he's gone for a gap that wasn't there. Yeah. No. Good stuff. Okay. So obviously the winner free wind um looks a, a very good filly. Um oh, she's she's a tool, isn't she? Yeah, she's she's really progressing at a higher rate of knots. And it was very impressive in the end. I was surprised. I, I think I looked on Betfair. I think she only went twelve to one in running, which was I thought astonishing because after oh, that stop level- stop dead, yeah. Stop dead in that, you know. It was it was quite tacky ground, you know. To to then come back and and do that was was quite. I thought I thought she was much bigger, but there we go. They were right. Um, okay, across to Sandown then the Eclipse, which uh, I Garrett, I I know you liked Bay Bridge before, and yeah, I did as I did. well. Um, you know, he, I I I I was impressed by Sandown when the sectional times backed it up in terms of. The, the quality quality of performance that it looked, and I just felt that he was he was possibly the one to beat. The value bet was Mishriff. I, I backed Mishriff myself, and and was, was slitting my wrist. Um, what what's everyone's sort of take on the eclipse? This the, the sectional times don't reveal anything other, other than it was evenly run. Um, so so no disadvantage to anybody really. It was probably the best horse wins on the day. How, how did we see the eclipse? Is, is it, is it a, eventually, is it a substandard eclipse? I don't think it's a, a silver eclipse by any stretch. I think you can always say that when they're finishing a bit of a hate, can't you? You know, I mean, bad years like when that Compton thing of Butler's won and Faithful Sun was close up and horses like that, you know. I mean, I'm not saying it was as bad as that, but, you know, I mean, they haven't exactly strung the sellers out, whatever. Um, I don't know. Um, Mischief booked the one to take out the race, didn't they? Unlucky um, finishing best. It, it, it was kind of just unfortunate, I suppose, that the um, Bay Bridge and Allen Carr, that when they were coming back, they just went on top of all you know the horses that were challenging, wasn't it? So it was a bit of a mess that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, th- I, I think I tend to concur with what they said about Bay Bridge. I think it came too soon for him. He's not been yeah. one. Getting warm, he was getting warm down the neck, down at the start, and I think I think it's just come on him a bit quick because it's it's all right these easy three-year-old seasons and building them up to be crackerjack four-year-olds, but was something similar happened with Opera House. Um, he had a late three-year-old campaign, and everybody thought it was going to carry on before him at four. And it, it wasn't until he hit five that he actually started fulfilling all the promise. And I, I think sometimes if they do have easy three-year-old season like this fella had, they, they still need a bit of seasoning on them. And I think yeah. 
two sharp races like this, he's probably knocked him back away. But... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be making too many excuses for him, but he, he did look like he hated the ground. Yeah, he, he wants want some dig for me. I d- definitely think that. I thought that before the race. That was the one worry. Pro- probably bar stewards to blame because our interactions with yeah, uh, yeah, Andrew yeah, yeah. Poop, stop, stop poop, watering. Poop. Cheers, lads. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's cost you your bet, Garrett. Um, yeah. Because because obviously the, the surprising thing for me, he started the two day meeting on seven point three, which he's not done for the past two seasons. Uh, or the, like he's normally around six point nine seven, and then on the Eclipse Day seven point seven, which is the fastest in two seasons, Sandown's raced on, and it's as if maybe Clarks are like punters in a way. You, you kind of sometimes get into your own rut and your own sort of ways and I, 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 because the media don't question Clarks you know they, they have them on for interviews but they, they don't like criticise them they, ne- they never say well unless a horse has slip up they don't they don't start sort of saying oh well don't you think you should have just you know not put as much on and I think because we actually said that I genuinely believe it gets in people's psyche yeah. and maybe Cooper's thinking maybe I am putting too much on well, mid- mid- to be- middle of the summer good to form group one I mean that's that's what we want to see isn't it it is and, it, it, and credit to him. That's 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 the benchmark. What he should look look on now. Did I know he's I know he's an experienced clerk. He's done it for years. And I'm not I'm not you know I'm critical, but I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad clerk in in terms of what he's done over time. But I think maybe he's, clerks in general have gone in a rut for just sticking too much on. And and you know that like maybe trainers put that pressure on like you say a, a superstar's due to run that wants good to soft and so they're ringing the clock up on Thursday and saying I hope you're putting plenty on you know it, it's it's that kind of pressure that probably we're not privy to as punters we're just sat there waiting thinking well it'd be there's no rain forecast so it'd be good to firm on Saturday and then but, the old turn. Do you know do you know what uh, and like, I I I know you were tweeting about it but the, do you remember the clip um uh, with the Cora for the Derby the ground for the Derby. And the clerk's basically gone on and admitted he's metabolics of it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I saw your, your you retweeted that. So I watched yeah, video. I, like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I didn't. I didn't have a bet the three days at the car because I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy with what like, what the ground was going to be. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what's happening though, isn't it? It's putting punters off. Like for, yes. for to not to not have a bet on Derby weekend is a bit mental, isn't it? It is, but you, and, but you just, but just, but, just, but it's cause of the ground. It's just, you're, I'm just not happy to, I'm just not happy to bet when they're watering like that. And you just have no idea what the ground is. It is, and, and especially like with with the forecast, which was, you know, I was looking at various different forecasts, and and it said anywhere between some said as much as 14 mils over the weekend. Uh, some were saying six mils, and you just don't know what you're going to get, and then. It kind of, it kind of ends up a bit loose, and then you, then you think bloody hell. Um, and it's the same as, as punters, like you say. All we want is, is is a fair crack of the whip to just say, right, well, we can see the weather forecast. It's sunny on Friday. It's sunny on Saturday, so it should be good to firm. And we've got the the, the other the other culprit we've got in the UK at the moment is Michael Prosser, um, who seems to want to water the shit out of the July course. I've no idea why. And 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 again. We've had the racing line back at Sandown for two days, which was refreshing to see. They're not spread 20 wide, which you'll see on the July course, probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is why I'm not even going to do a preview. I'm not even going to preview it in terms of like, a, you know, because I, 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 I'm i like John. I, I hate the meeting in terms of, you know, you'll get one on the stands rail in 20 runner races, one on the far side, a, a group in the middle, because they're all looking for that 
to that edge, that best ground. And and, and inevitably, there's always some kind of bias there at some point during the meet. So it, it's because he, he sticks too much on, and I'm, I'm sick of these idiots. Um, but maybe with the Australian being there, is it? I'm not. It's not Nature Strip, is it? The other one. Um, uh, the, the other Australians. Yes, whatever the oh yeah, sorry that one. Yeah, sorry that the one in red, the one that was desperate at Ascot. If that's running there, they're not going to want to run on slop. Hopefully they'll, they'll not go crackers and, and not spoil it like he usually does. Okay, so we shall move on from uh, reviews. Oh, just one before we do. Uh, did you see the Grand Prix St. Cloud today? Yeah. Thoughts on uh, Hurricane Lane? Rotten. Rotten, weren't it? I mean, it was a toughish trip. I thought it was a shit ride. Um, it was wide round the bends, um, sort of giving away a bit of ground. But even even with that that taken in, it, it was it was it was pretty poor. Um, Alpinista winning, um, I think I think shows the the level of that race. But yeah, Hurricane won't see it again, will he? After that, might be injured. Might get an injury, and then possibly be. Uh, shuttle to be a jump sire maybe or something like that. They can't risk another one of them, can they? Not really, because the three-year-old, I mean, we're Native Trail. I know Native Trail possibly didn't stay the mile and a quarter. I know it's harsh to say he didn't, he didn't get beat far in the Eclipse, but that Guinea's form isn't exactly working out. Caribus should have got thrashed in the St. James's Palace by uh, Maljoon. And my Prospero had, had a tougher trip as well out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't back Caribus to beat my Prospero or Maljum if they met again. Native Trail obviously beat by Caribus in the Guineas, so it's not looking he, good, he, is he it? He did, he did, he did run a bit better than I thought he'd run. I yeah, mean, yeah, he, I agree. He, 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 but it's just hard to know what to do with him now, isn't it? It is, because because at the mile, he, like it, like uh, the Curra, he, he he came off it. And you know it, it was it was sort of a, it looked like a labour performance, and everyone's saying, well, possibly he does need a mile and a quarter. Um, but then he obviously he's come up short against the like if you take Mishriff out of it, Videni, Videni, the three-year-olds beat him fair and square and and done it nicely. You, you, wouldn't, in the end. you wouldn't be convinced. You wouldn't wouldn't be convinced that he wants ten furlongs, though, would you? From from yesterday. No, no. He, that's, so, I think I think that's the kind of problem. Though. So where where do you, where do you go next with him? Is the problem. I think I think you try and you try and find a, a a softish sort of sort of group one if you can in France maybe is it is it the um uh is, what's what's the what's the one in August is it the or is it is it not the Malwar the the other one um try to think is, what it is. is that the seven furlong one yeah seven furlong would be no good will it seven and a half furlong is it Jack Malwar or is it or is it the seven furlong I'm not sure John help me out here. What's the what, what's the French group one that that's um well, over has a seventh island, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be no good. That 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 possibly could be Caribus, to be honest. If it, I, mean, I mean, he's been busy enough anyway, wouldn't it? He's a knocking on the head till he hurt and go for furry or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just going forward, also, uh, just looking forward to Goodwood later on. Obviously, the, the talk about Bayi turning up there in the Sussex. It'd be interesting if Goodwood got got soft ground. Because the shirt, as for me, has got one that give it a race. Um, Rizwari, I think, that won at Haydock in the slop. Everything went wrong at Haydock. Didn't do it right. It showed an immense turn of foot to just just power clear. That I think looks top class, but it's got to have soft. 
Um, it's no good. It will not run on good, good, good to firm ground. Even it, it needs, it needs the soup. So it'd be interesting if their uh, inexperienced clerk of the course sticks plenty on, and then Goodwood gets some thunderstorms. Well, if you so if keep... you if you if you like anything on soft ground for Goodwood, you just want to be doubling of a true shan, don't you? You do. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that, that's good. Good point. Yeah, good point in advice. So it's it's a, like you say, Goodwood do put plenty on John, don't they? As a rule. Well, I mean, Neil Clark or not, I mean, Seamus still has his hands up their ass working the control. <laughs> it's like one of them Atari joysticks, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, we'll move on to... Oh, Graham North's question that we didn't get to last week was the £1.6 million racing promotion uh, done by uh, the Jockey Club. Uh, Jermaine Janus uh, heading that, uh, promoting the sport to youngsters. Um, telling every, all the youngsters how wonderful it is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what's folks' thoughts on spending like 1.6 million doing that? Is, is it a good idea, a bad idea? I'm so fucking sick of racing, spending money. Oh, <laughs> little nerks like Rod Strait, who's had this trucking in to the VHF for about 12 years now. Nobody's ever monitored any success or failure he's ever had. But they just continue to chuck money at his project willy-nilly. And I mean, the state of the game tells you how successful it's been. But everything he does is unquantifiable. And the VHA just say, well, chuck stuff at him, don't they? Usually greenbacks. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do, do we think that the that the one point six million could could have been possibly redistributed amongst Jockey Club? Obviously, it's the Jockey Club that's spending the money, so it has to probably go with with Jockey Club racecourses. But at least spend it on cheaper admission, you know, better facilities, whatever, you know, like 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 better 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 food. We've seen the the standards of food at some tracks. Um, and and you, you just see how Ireland do it, and it and, and it, it's amazing in the provinces in Ireland how much better they are when they organise, you know, like sort of Bellius Town, they organise a meeting like Tremor, fifteen pound entry, I believe, um, today, um, or fifteen euros, sorry, and and it's it's that and 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 the you know this it's it's done properly. This is what I'm saying. If you do it properly, you'll get punters turning up. You bring them back, and I go back to what James Lovell said when he said about Instagram, right? In Instagram does the marketing for the tracks. Tracks don't need to market because if the youngsters start posting on Instagram, like the day, the day out, the experience, blah blah, that's that's it. It's done because that then circulates amongst their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends, and they say, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea." Never thought about. Never thought about going to tomorrow on a, on, a, on a Sunday or whatever. That that's that's the kind of thing that. I think is more important than just the the monetary investment. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Ireland um, there's a bit of a culture with it. Like like Killarney's coming up um, on the 11th for four, you know of, of, it's on during the week and like there'll the, be very very good crowds at that. Yeah, um, I, I mean, and, and it's not and it's not exactly great racing. You know what I mean? It's just it's just um, like Bellius Town as well. I mean, it's, you know, you're not going to see great racing there, but uh, yeah, the uh, punt, punt, the punters just or people just love going for the day out. Yeah, I mean it's. It's different. I suppose it's different in Ireland in that you, you've got a lot of people genuinely interested in racing. Problem the UK's got is that 
there's people that are more interested in a day out rather than you know the the, the actual horse racing whereas there's a lot in Ireland that, that wants to see the well, horse to be fair that's the feeling that the BHA marketing generates isn't it you know there's a lot of people now who feel excluded from racing because of how the BHA market is you know the betting people and people that's followed the sport for years loads of them now feel like they're they're out of place on a race course because they wear socks and they're not going for a big steak afterwards. Gary, <laughs> um, what's he like in Ireland? Do they wear socks? Uh, no, and and they, they're all doing that fucking peaky blinders uh, get up as well, which is just it's just it's just soul destroying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a 1.6 million promotion from the jockey club there. Don't know how that'll go, but there we go. Cosmetic purposes, isn't it? Just be seen to be doing something. Yeah, it's the equivalent of buying yourself a, a, a pint mug so you can sit at the dining table and rather than get up to go to the toilet halfway through, you can piss in your chair. <laughs> that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is, yeah. That's, 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 that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I do think the tracks get it locked. I mean, like, like you've got Comiscus, he, he's moaning about, um, like, no ATMs and stuff like that, you know, for everyone still wants a bet in cash. Everyone loves that cash feeling. And they do. When you go racing, you 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 know, the general public wanna wanna stick, you know, like some sometimes after a bit of champers or whatever, bit a bit of beer, you know, it's it's they want twenty or fifty quid on one and it's like, oh you know, the the thrill of getting paid out in cash, you know. Yeah. It's it's you can't beat that feeling. And that that's me betting in digital numbers on a screen for the last god knows how long. You cannot beat that feeling in in being paid out in cash, it's um, it's still very underrated and uh, should not disappear from race course. It's that long it. since I had my hands around a nice water notes. I couldn't tell it from Kylie's flange. But if I was to be harsh, I would say, you know, go to the fucking ATM before you go to the race course. It's not hard, is it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but, but you see, right, the thing is, and you see these bookie blogs now popping up all over Twitter. I get why they're doing it. They want to promote the betting ring and stuff. And and it's good. It's good, good for the game. I like to see it on Twitter. I like to see bookies doing the, the brains and doing blogs also doing it. Um, but the general thing is, uh, the general public are just fucking useless. It, they, they get they get to the front of the queue. They don't know what they're backing. Oh, what do you... They even say to like the book, what do you fancy? <laughs> Yeah, it's like I mean, this is this is this is most of the general public. Oh, what shall I bet? You know, this is the thing. So you're asking the general public to actually think for themselves and think. You know what? I'm gonna fucking draw under out of cash point and fucking have some bets with some bookmakers. After them, just now, uh, it's just it's just <laughs> just this is a general it's a general society problem. Gone to the. Uh, f- I've, I've read a, a Fallon Racing Post article today, uh-huh. and. Uh, from uh, Lee, I think Motterzed did it, and um, I'm I, I'm not right happy with it really because kind of the, the 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 jury found them not guilty, right for for that trial. But F- Fallon obviously is going to say it's obvious, isn't it? I am not guilty. Of course he was fucking guilty. You know, you, you, you saw Ballinger Ridge. What happened? You see, the evidence mounted up against them. The the the, the fact was though, the prosecution was so inept. Um, you know, and obviously they got somebody from Australia that then 
admitted he hadn't ever watched British racing, things like that. You know, like studied British racing closely. So, so all of a sudden, then your prosecution just starts to fall apart. It's not the case hadn't fell apart because it wasn't it wasn't a, a decent case. It fell apart because of, of uh, the BHA and dragging somebody in from Australia to do the trial. So for Fallon, I mean, for Motterhead to probably sit there and gush at Fallon, it was quite a gushing interview. Um, I thought it was quite nauseating. I, I, I just think we all know they were all guilty. We all know we all know what happened. We saw it with his eyes. We, we saw the evidence as well. The evidence was presented, and it was pretty damning. Um, but obviously, they couldn't get it over the line, which is the the British justice system. So I, I found that quite annoying. Thoughts on that? Uh, do, do, do you remember them times, Chris? Are you, do you remember them times when when sort of like Fallon was in the limelight for all this? Well. Yeah, yeah, and, and without sort of wanting to get sued, as you probably know, I have some special insight into that particular debacle. Uh, and what I would say is I completely agree with everything you've said. Um, the guy allegedly was was a double agent, really, um, and not a very nice chap. And, yeah, he, he, he sort of played everybody against each other, Um and that, that's all I'm prepared to say publicly. But, yeah, there, there's there's nothing I disagree with what you just said. Um, so the fact that Motta said sort of gushing is, is a bit rich, isn't it? I mean, Christ. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was an article sort of like, I would say, promoting Fallon, if you like, rather than sort of like, I don't know, I, I didn't find the balance right. And, and as I said, I'm only going on the evidence that was presented in the case. The evidence yeah. was damning, pretty damning. It, just, it fell apart at the last minute. They had they had to quash the case because the basically the prosecution got yeah. embarrassed by the barristers on the other side by saying, "Well, you you you've already admitted you don't watch UK racing, so what are you doing here?" It was the City of London. Jockey Club will say at the time, "Well, you know, we we just put the uh, intelligence and evidence that we've gathered in front of the prosecuting authorities." So City of London police were hopelessly, hopelessly out of their depth in all aspects of that case. And, and that's why I think they've been sort of subsequently very cherry about sort of taking these sorts of cases forward, which is why we haven't seen anything similar since, because they got their fingers burned. It cost them loads of money. But but that, that's 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 the problem. You know, they, they, they didn't know the case that they were putting forward. They didn't understand the nuances. The experts they got didn't understand British racing. And of course, I think from memory, it could be wrong, but I think... Um, Fallon had John Kelsey Fry QC as his um, barrister, and of course he's he's a sort of a, uh, a an owner of some longevity, so so knows the game inside out. So they were completely outmatched, and um, you know Fallon walks away uh, an innocent man, but you know that's in quotes. But but look, he he hasn't been convicted, so you know he didn't commit the crime. Yeah, there, yeah. there are more nuances involved. In particular case. Do you know Do you know the part of the story where? Um... They they drive I, I don't know what they they drive to Newmarket with a baseball yeah. bat. Yeah. And the the guy that was driving right, he he was actually head of head of trading in Ireland for Ladbrokes. Yeah. I actually worked I actually worked with him. Yeah. One one of the most interesting people I yeah. ever met in betting in my life. He used to have four mobile phones on the desk, and was, <laughs> I I just I don't know what I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah he, he he was some character. Well yeah the the other people in that car. You wouldn't want them fucking after you. Put it that way. No, no, no. 
and it wasn't yeah. just a baseball bat as well. But yeah, uh, but I, I, you know, I like I, I think at the time I, I was glad I was glad he was cleared of it at the time because they, they made such a they made such a disaster of the case, didn't they? Oh, and it was it was it was completely on them. Yeah, totally. You know, the, the uh, justice system is you know it, it's incumbent on the prosecution to prove their case beyond reasonable. Yeah. And, and you know, th- things have actually got worse now because we we still haven't heard anything about that uh, that um, claiming race. Do you remember at the start yeah. of COVID in Dundalk, which yeah. was the biggest disgrace of all time? Yeah. And we've, we've oh, still yeah, heard oh, yeah. we've, we've heard nothing about that since. Uh, was that uh, Dennis Ergen when he had about yeah. allegedly, yeah. allegedly? Yeah, uh, he got yeah. Uh, well, he got he got so many. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, was it was it was it the second favorite that won and the favorite was yeah. sort of. Tailed. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think the I think the favorite was like nineteen pound clear on ratings or something, and he just yeah. he just managed to miss miss the kick, um, which which was unfortunate. Well, yeah. table tennis table tennis must have known what was coming. He's thinking, well, if we're if we're three months no racing, we need we need some readies. We need we, yeah, we've got, we've, we've, we've got to have some fun during this. You know, the funny the funny thing about that was that like Twitter absolutely exploded after that race. I I never yeah. saw a reaction a reaction like it. I mean, everyone could see it. It wasn't just, oh, yeah. you know, one of these where you hear, oh, that, that race was a bit dodgy. Like, everyone just, this was just playing as day. It was so obvious. Yeah, no, that was good. They don't run files, though. You know, anything can happen in racing. We shouldn't draw Yeah, <laughs> this is what it's all about. They're not machines, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this horse has had leg trouble. Uh, you can just imagine if they'd have managed to get, like, like Dennis on an interview. And you, this horse, Let me tell you about this horse. This horse has had so much leg trouble. Yeah. You know, I, you, anyone backing this horse is, is an idiot. You know, and then, and then next time out, it's like five to four into eight to 11. And it's, uh, you know, it wins by six hard held. You know? like, <laughs> like old Don Cantillon used to run them all back. Oh, yeah. up, isn't he? Like, oh, I fucking cripple this horse. Look at it. You yeah. know, into the fucking pride ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> what was that one that, that tried to break? The, I think it was the Southern record. And, and he kept telling everyone in sellers and claimers, glass legs, this glass legs. You know, yeah. you don't want you don't want to be claiming this. It's glass legs, like you said, bandage, bandage on all fours. And, and, and that particular horse, I can't remember the name now, was a prolific winner for Paul Howling. Do you remember uh, that particular? I can't remember the name now. Uh, and there is a connection with some of the protagonists of the uh, Fallon debacle tangent. Right. Uh, the, the 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 owners of that particular horse prior to like Mr. Cancelin were. Uh, quite closely enmeshed with some of the uh, puppet masters of that particular horse, uh, of that particular debacle. So, yeah, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Striker. Um, Don Cantillon and uh, his close associate at Tom Jones is Bryn Larker. Yeah. They must have been the world's worst too for having horses cast in the box the night before when they were having over eight stop before. Yeah. Before running at Forta Time in Northern Maidens. Yes. You've got yes. this thing of Andans coming up to Renka that's cost 1.6 million. It's four to five. And the next thing, it's all over the course on, on race day. But it was cast in its box all night. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a funny old character. Four, thank you very much. Yeah. He, he loves a bed as well, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He does. He does. I, I had a leg in one with Cantillon years ago. And can't, can't remember. We ran it somewhere at uh, running at Epsom. We had Johnny Murter on in a claimer. And it, it's really, <laughs> Just to be sure, like, yeah. Mid division or something. I can't even remember. It was so, so long ago. And, and Murta comes back and says, says to Cantillon, you know, oh, maybe this needs further, Don. And he said, fuck off. And that was it. That was the feedback <laughs> to, to the doctor. Fuck off. That, that, 
was it. I was expecting Murr to come back and say, well, you know, this, that, and the other. He said, maybe he needs a bit further. Fuck off. That was it. That, that was all he said. He said, tell him fucking nothing. So, that, so that, that was him. He's a funny old character. Funny guy. Good stuff. Right. Going on to back to the um, delay of the gambling act. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Uh, a good friend of John's likes uh, to uh, delay the uh, the white paper on grounds of sort of unfairness uh, to, to to punters. No one should be nanny state this that, and the other. What's the what's what's everyone's views on the gambling act and w- what it should do? For example, Tony Calvin is 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 a, is a very firm believer um, in affordability checks. He thinks people should be should be checked uh, for affordability. Uh, to bet online, um, what uh, John, Gerard, Chris, what what are your thoughts on affordability checks? I, I I don't have much of an opinion on to be honest. I mean, it is it's just it just makes things harder. But I mean, if you want to get on, you're just going to do it, aren't you? Yeah, find ways, so to speak. Uh, John, Chris, no, I, I, I'm not a I, fan I, of I, it. Just just yeah, well, I have to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's right. I mean, t- Tony Calvin's sort of. Uh, argument seems to be well if you've got nothing to hide you know w- w- what's the problem and that, that's a much wider point isn't it about sort of cctv and public i you know the whole remember a few years ago that sort of pushed towards national identity cards well why wouldn't you want one if you've got nothing to hide and it's i think it's a much bigger bigger argument but we're talking about having a bet aren't we we're not talking about i don't know buying a house or a business we're talking about having a bet so i, I think you know the tories are meant to be as we said on last year uh, last free market week, yeah you know free market libertarian you know small government do what you want and, and you know they're the last people you would expect to be sort of sort of pushing this and it, it you know I, I think it's completely against what the tories stood for uh, and as we said last week, they don't stand for really anything at the minute other than their own self-enrichment. Yeah, I, I don't see an upside for the racing industry because wh- whatever you, your views on it, whether look, I, I do, I do concede that some people do suffer ga- bad gambling harm. But this is the fault of the operators. This isn't the fault of punters. This isn't the fault of of us sat here. This is the fault of operators that have let people get into this position um, and encouraged. <laughs> encouraged you know, you know, there is there is a culture, and you're right. That there are some horror stories, real horror stories, where people have gone in way above their sort of heads and, and and sort of lost everything. But ultimately, we live in a society where kind of personal responsibility is now secondary, isn't it? It's sort of always someone else's fault, and we kind of fetishise victimhood. You know, there's so many Twitter accounts where people, you know, quite happy to, to sort of admit the most egregious, you know, uh, examples of poor behaviour or bad judgment. Because it's kind of almost cool to be a victim now. And I, I think the pendulum swung the wrong way, really. Do you, do you remember the article? Um, maybe it was The Guardian now or something, but there was like, uh, you know, 20 stories from people who'd like done it all in. Yeah. And it was like, it was just like, like you're reading it going like, then they're all kind of like, oh, it's the bookmaker's fault. I've done in 57,000, you know, on roulette. It's like, geez, like, you know, fucking it's your fault. Like, you know, like you said, personal responsibility. But we're, we're, yeah, supposed, there, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to feel sorry for these people, you know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. There, there is, there is personal responsibility, but I mean, I've I, on on my studies on the on 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 affordability and stuff, and I've done pods on it, and I've talked to people from both sides of the fence. In fact, one of one of them, I've I've developed a new a new friend, if you like, a personal friend through this. Oh, friend, yeah, I don't I ain't got many, um, and he he um he suff- he basically 
lost his family, he's lost his like his business, and he's he's a he's he's a he's a really likable chap. And I'm not, like I, said, I can't name him, but he has gone through hell, and they they did put him through hell. The, the operators, I'm not going to mention the operators either, but they 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 said they they said after after he said I've had enough, please please stop, um, you know, sending me. Uh, messages and stuff and, and mails um th- they were sending him things like well deposit four grand we'll give you four free things like that and then just to get him in the in the casino and on the slots and th- th- that kind of practice was done you know like regular oh, the, back- the, yeah i mean look that's like i would say one thing that the culture did have to change yeah um because like uh, like uh, I remember, I, re- I won't mention the forum, but I was in I was in an office one day, and this guy had been you know he'd been betting all night, and he was down five figures, and they were kind of sitting around and they were saying, yeah, he probably got uh, probably sold a house or he probably got you know inherited it. Like they were just they, they were just all like they, they spent the day watching him do it all in you know. And I, I've 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 seen I've seen other guys um seen a guy doing you know doing fifty grand in an hour. You know, and stuff, stuff like that, and like, like at that time, it was just you just shrugged your shoulders. That was it. No one, there was no one cared. So that it did have yeah. to change. The culture did have to change, but maybe now it's gone to the other extreme. If if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and what we're seeing now is when, like you said, when the pendulum swings the other way, a, a genuine folk that are are then subject to these these invasive checks and account suspensions until they produce this data, and people that have probably bet for a long time. I've I've had lots of people contact me that are just ordinary punters. Uh, one today actually um, only bets in five and ten pounds, and he's been restricted to one hundred pounds a month because I think he he said he said I've won the last month. Did you know, you know the firm? Um, I don't actually. He sent me the he sent me the 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 he didn't he didn't include the header. He just included the the message he got, and um, you know, and 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 he'd be down to hundred pounds a month. Um, uh, mo- most most of them most of them now are if you're under 25 it's max it's max 500 quid a month i mean that's yeah. that's kind of fair enough isn't it i mean that that, it, that affects all that affects is that affects professional bunters uh harvesting accounts yeah. that's all that affects that, that's a fair point i mean there is yeah for, for bookmakers listening on this podcast also probably going mad and saying this is one-sided there is that also that you know literally Professional yeah, punters and, for years. And what, and what I, yeah, they, oh, they, 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 they like they'll destroy you. But um, like I, I, from 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 what I can from what I can tell, most firms now they leave you deposit fifteen hundred quid, basically before before they start asking for for um for wage steps or anything like that. So I mean, you just you just have to be when you open a new account, you just have to be aware of that and just you know try and try and build up the balance. Um, you can't you can't be just lobbying in you know ten grand like you could. Um, you know, she's probably only like a couple of years ago, or even last year. Um, so yeah. just, I mean, the, 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 game, the game has changed that way. But I mean, does is it really affecting small punters? I, 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 I wonder. I wonder. Well, someone told me within the industry also that it's only affecting about, or probably will affect about five percent of punters. Um, in yeah, ninety-nine percent of them are professional punters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of that five percent. Like you've just said, you know, the majority are full-time players. So, so yeah, I mean, look, and I'm I'm not championing our court. Garrett, we know what we do, um, and um, like you say, we have to get on with it. But, but I, I think only thing I'm concerned for also is Big Corp um, being overzealous with this and kind of just 
restricting people that shouldn't be restricted. And that's going to affect the betting levy, which is then going to affect prize money. And then we're heading down the ground yeah, route. To, 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 to be honest, it's, it's, all, it's all just automated now. All stake factoring is just automated. So yeah. whatever, 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 like, whatever, whatever their thresholds are, um, if you back X amount of movers or whatever, like you, you just get automatically stay factor. There's, there's, there's not really much, um, uh, there's not really as much uh, people going through accounts like, like it used to be. It's just, it's just automated. Can you see a revival like on course? Can, 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 can we see sort of revival of on course players that, that, so like people like myself say it happens to me, like, let's say, I don't know, somewhat like, well, bet, well, Betfair exchange, which I, that's my main thing. They've, they've, contacted me twice in the last year when I've been depositing. If that finished for me and that there was no way back, I'll, you know, do you think the on-course market could revive again? I I, 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 I can't see it myself. Um, no, I just, I, just, I just can't see it because like all, all those bookmakers, fair enough, like they, 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 they love a good moan on Twitter and but like if guys are coming on course beating them, I mean, how, how, how you know, what's, what's going to happen then? You know, it's, you know, it's kind of be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Mm, didn't think of it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, they, 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 I mean, they want they want the soft money. Let's, I mean, let's let's not pretend that they want that they want to be laying chunks of sharp money on court. They don't. They're all, they're, I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're 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 all fishing for whales. That's that's what they're all at. That that's that's yeah. why like that's why that's why they're promoting themselves on uh, on on Twitter. It's because like um, they're basically all going down the private WhatsApp layers route, and they're just they're just they're just looking for a victim. Basically, they're they're, they're you know they're. They're basically doing what bookmakers were doing five years ago. Look, look, look for a win and let him deposit and lose as much as he likes. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, um, I don't have much compassion for bookmakers on course, to be honest. Well, it's like it's, it's like like Ben Keith in a way. Um, ben Keith admits um, he plays the man. He's you completely know, he, open about it. Yeah, he's completely he's, he's completely transparent about what what he does. Yeah, he he doesn't he, he's not interested in 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 odds compile. He's not bothered. And he, to be he just... to be to be to be fair, Jeff Banks as well <laughs> deposit and lose. I I I always found that funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Banks. Hmm. Well, yeah, I know, um... I know, I know, I know. But I, I just I just I just thought that at least he was he was open about it. Like just deposit your money and lose to me, please. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's Jeffrey. Uh, Jeff wants to come back on the show soon. Um, don't know what we're to talk about, but we'll be, yeah, try and get Jeff back. Um, right, going on to a topic close to my heart. So, back punting now. Let's talk about punting. Punters would love to hear about this. And um, this year, I'm, I'm particularly having a bad year. It's it's one of my. I would say it's one of my worst. From from memory, really, I, I like I'm like I'm like you, Gary. I, I don't keep strict records, but I do know this year, um, since January the first, um, I'm I'm winning eleven thousand pounds. The problem with that is my it doesn't even cover probably a, a quarter of my ekkies, and 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 I, I, I I'm starting. You, you do things start creeping in. You get a lot of bad luck. You get bad beats. Um, you know, you, 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 sometimes you just you just can't seem to like uh, nail a winner. Can I ask you why your expenses are so high? Well, mainly owning racehorses, um, ah. and and it's gin, yeah. and and gin, yeah, gin. I, I mean, I, I'm pro, I'm probably on about I don't know. I mean, it's not that expensive gin, is it? But when you're on sort of two and a half liters a week, three liters a week, um, there's that. Um, obviously, I, I I give money to to my uh, uh, 
children that are in university. Um, lots of lot, lots of expenses. Um, three three, three liters of gin normally means a uh, good Twitter content for me. Exactly, exactly. You know, usually there's the odd spat. I can remember falling out with Peter Michael racing. Um, well, that's that's, that's easy to do now. To be fair, that's very easy. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. He he, he doesn't like me. Um, but that was Jim Field. Um, but yeah, it's it's often, often some good posts. But but yeah, um, just just punting really. I mean, are, are we are we approaching? the end game in certain things, obviously I look at Betfair and the liquidity is very low um, for what I do. You know, I bet in running uh, piddle about on the, on the pre-race markets. Um, I've, I've, I think I found it difficult this year and I, I try and analyze myself. Am I doing things wrong? What's your been, what's your year been like so far, Garrett? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's actually been, it's actually been quite good, but the pro- like uh, the, the, the problem is, is that like if I win four grand, you can be sure uh, my partner will find a way to spend five. Like, so, <laughs> you know, so, so you're, you're always kind of on the line. So even like, I, I don't know what I'm winning on year, but whatever the figure is anyway, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's long since spent. It just gets spent. It just gets dragged. Like it's grand when you're in your twenties, it's very easy to spin up a very big tank, you know, because, yeah. because well, what, what you're, you're, you know, what, what, what's, what's your, what's your expenses in life? But when you're, you know, yeah. when, you, when you have kids and stuff, it's just a different game. You're just, you're just grinding to get a wage, and to get that extra, you know, couple of grand every every month or every couple of months, and then that, you know, just, just, just to, just to basically to raise, to raise your quality of life, isn't it? I mean, get it and spend it. I mean, we'll be, we'll be dead long enough, won't we? I think that's it. It's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, the, the failures of, of the, uh, the, the pro punting world in the, in the, I'm like, yeah, I just, I just spend ridiculously. Um, I've I've led a life of just buying lots of horses, doing things, uh, going on holidays, doing doing everything bar doing it properly, which is you know you're supposed to like look after your money, you know, put it away, you know, lead a boring life until you're ready to retire, and then and then laugh at your exploits. But I've already, I yeah. would say I I probably enjoyed too much of it, if you know what I mean. Um, but but um, you know, but. Uh... Like the, the the game just has it, it, you know obviously it's always changing and and, and whatever but like I, I I still think that you punt away or whatever but you definitely like you I I I know I'm a bit of a broken record of this but you just have to be doing multiples because when you click one of them that solves all problems you know so because when, when once you get one of them up you're you're just not giving it back you know so um that's kind of that's it's just, just like in, ter- in terms of betting strategy like like one one of my favorite things to do is to try to run a lot of money into something that, that I fancy will say in a couple of months time. So, you know, just doing small doubles here and there, you know, it doesn't have to be massive money. All of a sudden then you've got this thing for six grand, seven grand, you know, you, you know, it, it, that's, that's, that's how you can, that's how you can have a, have a, you know, have a touch. I'm not really, I'm not really in for the, 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 the day-to-day grind anymore. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking, kind of looking for projects, look, look for, Look, look for some, look, look for something far off, and just try and run as much money into it as you can. And and as well, and as well, like like book, bookmakers will lay these bets, like they'll snap them off you. I mean, they, they they just look, they just look muggish, and you know, you 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 end up with some really nice positions, and that 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 will make or break your year. Then you know, land, landing one of them. I think I think it's really good. You, you touched on this earlier in the show as well about that true Shan, for example. Well, well, so well, you... well, let's let, let's take that as an example, right? So. I'm not going to say whether I fancy Trushen or not in the race because it's possible I I don't. But 
let's say you do fancy the horse. At the moment, they best they basically bet three to one, three to one, or eleven to four, eleven to four. There's absolutely no way I I think in my head that those two horses at the top of the market can meet in that race. One of them will run, one of them won't run, depending on the yeah. ground. So if you if you fancy Trushan on soft ground, well, it's quite possible he can go off five to four in that race. It's quite it's quite possible. I mean, Stradivarius yeah. is a bust. He he he's finished. If if you think if you think there's a good chance it'll come up soft and Goodwood, well, you want to be just doubling everything into him. You know, and if 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 he gets there on the day, you're going to have a massive, absolute massive edge on 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 your money. So, you know, think things like that. But I mean, like I said, though, I'm I'm not I'm not actually um not actually backing intrusion, so I don't don't um yeah I don't I don't, I don't want to be quoted on this in a in in July when he's when he, when he, oh when no, he, no 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 it was just used like an example. Yeah, it's an example, but it's it, it's an example of where you could you could like it's a Grade A event. You could run a lot of money into him if you wanted to, if 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 you fancied a horse. And you could end up with a massive, you know, a massive position if it did come up soft ground. So uh, that's 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 an example of something that I would be looking for. Mm. Yeah, it's good advice for punters. This it's like you say the, the the days when if you if you fancy four on a Saturday, if you, if you play four singles, um, and you know you, you'll make a profit or, or one wins. But like you say, you've always got to have have, have your mind on that little acker. You know, because because I think that's like you said, that's how you propel yourself. That's how you. Yeah, as, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, as a young better. You, yeah, because when you like, <laughs> people seem to think that you know, multiples are really hard. It's just, I mean, if you're doing if you're doing enough of them, you're gonna, you know, you know, you're gonna you're gonna click. So um, once you're keeping the stakes reasonable, and within your, uh, you know, within within your staking range, it's 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 they're uh, I think I think they're vital if if you if you want to make a proper profit on here. Mm. No, good stuff. Chris, what's what's your punting exploits in life? Is it back in losers? Oh yeah, yeah, almost exclusively. I, you know, bad. <laughs> but, you know, the, the kind of the pros will say, well, lucky's out. You're only remembering the bad beats, and you, you're suffering from really bias. But, but I do think, you know, with no real evidence other than anecdotal, I, I think luck beats everything. Years ago, there was a really good independent shop somewhere in Surrey that had a really high turnover. So lots of well-heeled people, uh, some of whom own racehorses, you know, coming in with bets from trainers, etc. And there was a guy there who had a business. I think it was a stonemasons or something. Always had bundles and bundles of money on him. Absolutely terrible gambler, clueless, didn't know the back end from the front regularly used to do it in uh, on crazy, crazy stuff. So on paper, this is the guy you kind of want to take on because he doesn't know anything. The problem is every now and again, he Got would fluke something, right? So he would fluke a, uh, a, a kind of a crazy acker and he was doing sort of, you know, tri-cast doubles and trebles at Bristol Dogs, etc. So the manager of that shop, being a man who had recently become divorced and was on his uppers, thought it'd be rather good to put these, not to put these bets through the till. And so, you know, every day this guy would come in with these crazy bets, et cetera, et cetera. And the manager was trousering, trousering the stake and life was good. You know, new car, new clothes. Until one day this geezer came in, had a crazy load of forecast doubles and trebles and dogs, et cetera, and copped for 300 grand. When he went into the shop, guess what? No manager, no fucking record of the bet. So ultimately, the manager was arrested. I think he did a bit of bird. The bookmaker paid the guy out. So, But the moral of the story is, you know, this guy 
you know, nine times out of ten, he'd do his money. But every so often, he used to land crazy bets, which would push him clear. So overall, he was probably in profit. But if you looked at his sort of daily betting in isolation, he was a bug, a fucking idiot. But, you know, he was just a lucky guy who bring these up and was probably a winning punter and so i think some some people just you know have something about them that they can get themselves out of the ship when they're down to the last 10 or fiver and, and some people don't and you know he, he was incapable of grinding a profit but as Giroid said you know he was you know deuce doubles and trebles and crazy multiples with no thought you know so he wouldn't be running money into a clever selection but he would be copying and overall he was a winning punter so I think there's a lot to be said about lucky, lucky people and unlucky people. Yeah, I, I think you can you can be on a path in life sometimes, and you do get that. You get people that are luckier than others because that's the variance, isn't it? That, yeah. That's the that that that's just a fact of life. For example, you could you could sit at a roulette table for fifty thousand spins, and you could back red each time. It's supposed to be sort of like. Barring the, the zero, it should be 25,000 red, 25,000 black. We know it's not going to be 25,000 red. And we know it's going to be, yeah, it'd be something like, it could be 22,000 to, 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 to 28. So, yeah. so, so, that's, so therefore that's your variance. And that's where some people then believe they're either lucky or unlucky. That's, that's, yeah. that's just, that's just how it is. Very subjective, but you, you know, in the long run, you're dead anyway, aren't you? And then there's no kind of, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. 100,000, 200,000 spin. Yeah, I suppose if you spun it infinitely, I guess, you know, what, 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 what is, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's fine. It's not finite, is it? So, yeah, I mean, and look, and punters are very good at picking out the bad beats, but fuck me, we've had millions of them yeah. this year. Um, but like, the, 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 the most important thing, like, in punting, uh, I think I, I often say that. There's two things in life you need good timing for. One is a one is a snooker cue action, and the other is punting. You, you like timing is absolutely everything. Yeah. It, yeah. It's 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 just it's just like the most random t- things can happen. I mean, I, I I remember there last year, I I, I went I went out for a walk and it started to rain, so I went to a bookies, and I would normally have cash on me, and I had would say I had 150 quid on me, and I've done I've done a couple of multis, and I clicked a few quid, but. You know, which was which was brilliant, but it's it's so random. Like like yeah. there was there was a ninety percent chance I wouldn't have gone to the shop that day. It's just you know, time timing is just everything. And uh, yeah. God, when your time when your timing is out, it's a hard game, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it completely is. And you, you just seem, seem to think everything goes against you. You know, whether... yeah, and everything and everything you don't know, back wins, and everything yeah. you back gets beat. I mean, it's you know, we we we've all been there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do think, like for for you, especially young punters or any listeners that are coming into the game, it literally is like that. It's very you, you. You can feel king of the world when when things are going well. You think you're the best judge that's walked the earth. Um, you know, you, you, when when you're shitting winners, and then when it, the key is when things aren't going right. It, it's it's really hard sometimes. You'll sit there and you'll think, why 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 is this happening? It's you know, it's it, it's a constant. Uh, reminder that the game, you know, can eat you. You know, it, it can, and you've got to you've got to stay with what you're doing. Maybe refine what you're doing. Maybe improve what you're doing. Analyze yourself. Analyze what. Rate your bets. Maybe go back instead of rate your stake. Um, rate your bets. Go back on the day. Look at your six bets you've had. Were, were those six bets good bets? 
how many bad I, I, bets were there? I'd, I'd add something else as well that I think is is really important. It, you know, it it it, apply, it applies to on-course bookmakers as well. But as a punter now, I think myself, you have to win at the big festivals. You have yeah. to win at Royal Ascot. You have to win at Cheltenham because they're 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 the biggest opportunities in the year. So like you you like you really have to be focused for those for those weeks because if you're not getting money in Cheltenham and you're not getting money from Royal Ascot, oh, I don't fancy you having a winning year. And I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> you're right it's, about that. I've lost the birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same for on course bookmakers. Like when 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 the crowds are there and you have the big meetings and the big festivals, you, well, you have to win that week because you're you're not going to get it. At, you know, on a Thursday night down in down in Tipperary, or yeah. a Monday night in Roscommon, you're you're going to get the money when. When, when when the big days are on, so but but it's it's I, I think that's I think that's absolutely vital though um um for punting now is that like you you really do need your you you need to bring your best stuff for Cheltenham and Ascot. Good stuff, good stuff, Gareth. I, I stay, like and it. Stay, oh. And stay away from those fucking extra place races. God Almighty, what yeah. is wrong with punters with these extra places? They're just obsessed with uh, you know, they're just obsessed with these. You know, they're they're just they're, they're betting on all the wrong races. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. like oh great, they're going six places. They're going to have a bet in the race. But if there wasn't six places, would you be even looking at the race? So I think I think people just get they they, they get absolutely uh they just they, they get so carried away with those races. I think I I think it's one of the biggest mistakes punters make. Now I know I know the maths doesn't agree with me, but it's it's from from my point of view, it's 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 it's, it's your strategy in betting. Is is your biggest edge really? Just betting each way extra places because then I don't think you have an edge. I, I just think I think you're a shit punter to be honest. <laughs> love that. I'm sure I'm sure Nick Bradley would love to hear that because Nick Bradley, uh, the former teacher, math teacher, um, that come owner, he's uh, that's how he made his. Um, that's literally how he made his his money. He was literally sending stacks of people around places. Oh, the London chaps was actually beating. Yeah, mathematically just beating him. But yeah. but I I'll, I'll say one thing though, that was quarter the odds all those races. Yeah, the, it was the days when the it were quarter the odds first six or quarter the odds. Yeah, first quarter six. first five, quarter first six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I I I feel I feel, like I, I I actually I better I better throw in this caveat. Like if you are if you are betting into those extra place races at a fifty odds, you actually have to beat the win price on Betfair. To have a proper edge. Yeah, so if you're taking if you're taking if you're taking ten to one each way, well, it really kind of needs to be going off nine point eight in the win market for you to have a proper to to, to have had a proper bet. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion anyway. That's my opinion on it. No, I'm, I'd go with that. I'd go. It's all about beating the odds. Okay, we'll come on to before we go on to Jimmy Lindley, which is just a, a few horses to follow. Um, um, Garrett, uh, some stories you touched on on the last year. Um, Chris, what was it? Um, was it Patrick Veach? Yeah, where... yeah it, it was. I think I think Patrick Veach was asked by Simon Knott whether he, you know, ha- how high up the sort of food chain he was in terms of success and, and punting, and I, I presume he, he meant exclusively horse racing. So I was just wondering, you know, without naming any names, I mean, are you aware of of punters other than Tony Bloom, I suppose, who's mainly sport based thing, that are you know, massively more successful at horse racing than Patrick Beach because because as an outsider, you think like he's at the apex of the pyramid, but Beach <clears throat> say that he wasn't. Is that? I that, I, I, I would I would think that he would be like, like obviously I don't know I don't know what I don't know what the man thinks, but I would assume he is pointing in the direction of bigger syndicates that right. 
um, that are using, we'll say, we'll say models. Um, like basically, we'll say, like I'm sure you've read all the stories about like Hong, you know, Hong Kong yes. and yeah. on, on Australia betting into the tort. Um, I'd imagine he'd be he'd be speaking about someone like that, that is you know betting into betting into Betfair or something something along those lines. But like I said, I, I look, I don't, I, I can't speak for him, and I don't know, I, no, I don't no. know what he, well, I don't know what 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 he thinks. That that's quite helpful insight. So 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 it's effectively not sort of an individual. It, it's rather perhaps a syndicate or group of individuals that are you know playing to bigger stakes. Well, 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 you well you do have to ask yourself one question, right? Who who is driving Betfair? How how many customers do you think is driving Betfair? Good point. I, I, um, like I, 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 have a, I have a fair idea what the answer is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's less than ten. Yeah. A lot less than ten. Wow. So who, so, so, look, I've no idea. Look, I, I, have, I actually have no idea who these people yeah. are now. But, but I mean, that's, that's who's driving Betfair. So, you know, they're, they're not guessing, are they? Well, to, to, to in my circle, I don't know if, I mean, if that uh, Christian Strangeway, who's going to appear on a pod with me this week, talking about betting, and Dan Gilbert. That they are quite the very large punters. In fact, they they would they would be you know Dan Dan's not frightened to have 20, 20 grand on one, you know, you know plus um, obviously makes a very successful living multiple horses. I don't know whether you class him in that, Gary. I, I don't know. Um, I, I I I would think I would think there's there's just guys routinely taking six figure positions on Bedford. Yeah, like, uh, routinely. Yeah, I can remember like Bart, Barton Bank on the Betfair forum. He was he was ultra shrewd. He he would um, he he would lay out positions like that. But he'd, he'd be he'd be back in four or five in a race, laying four or five in a race, that kind of thing. He'd be taking massive positions uh, back in the day. Um, but I don't I don't know whether he is now. Okay, enough. Actually, there's there's a good example here, right? So so yesterday, Bay Bridge, uh, four to one, seven to two, painted all week. At the off, what 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 did it go off? Did it go off three thirty five or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was very well backed on. Right. That. Okay. So here here's the question: How much money did it take to move that at the off to that to that price? Yeah, be strong. It's for it's it's it, it, it's an absolute fortune it takes. Yeah, strong. Very like strong. like if you if you put if you put five figures into the market at Royal Ascot, it would get snapped off you. You wouldn't move the market. So think 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 how big those guys are. I think I would assume that's 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 what he's um, referring to. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Okay. Um, any 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 other stories? Any any other weekly stories? Anything we want to get off our chest before we go on to Jimmy Lindley and round off the show? <laughs> yeah. <tumble. laughs> Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I mean, come on, we've had Bellius Town. Any any Bellius Town stories, Gary? There must be some. Must I, be some... I, 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 would you believe I've never been to Bellius Town? Never. No, it's, it's too far, too too far up the country for me. Well, it, all right. How far is Bellius? Where whereabouts are you in in Ireland? Uh, Cork. Cork. Oh yeah, yeah, you would be then, yeah. And, um, and Cork, uh, Cork Racecourse is um uh, like when there's a flat meeting on out there, there's just like no one shows up. Um. <laughs> they, they, they only, they, they, no, honestly, they, they, they just, they only like jump racing down, down this side of the country. So, um, there could be, there could be any type of good racing on, on a flat car, and there'd probably be a hundred people out there. So, right, interesting. Um, no, Bellies Town, uh, we're, we're planning as bastards to attend on, on I think, twenty eighth or 29th of September, um, to go over just for a couple of days and, and experience some more, some Irish racing. Um, you know, like provinces. I'm not really bothered about doing Leopardstown, but uh, me and John are thinking about doing that. 
I like Leperstone race course, but I mean, it's it's completely overrated, isn't it? Because the, the, I mean, the standard of racing there is just like you know, like a give or take it. So mm. you know, if you if you if you, did, if you didn't have Leperstone over the over the door and you looked at the card, it's like it could be anywhere, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's 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 a shocking track as well. I mean, you're you're just always on the turn. There's so much hard luck stories there as well. It's not it's not it's not a great flat course. No, I, I, I don't I don't particularly like like betting at Leperstone to be honest. No, the Curra's good. Uh, I mean, mainly because obviously I always watch from the wind of the Curra because when that's when the front runners kick in, when the when when the wind blows in the right direction, you know you know for a fact that that if someone pinches a lead in Ireland, it they ain't stopping. Um, so I I, I do like. I do like I do like betting at the current and looking at the front end of the market, front end of the pace, um, when the wind's in the right direction there. Um, but yes, Curra's generally a fair track otherwise. Also, I, so. I, I've actually I've I've barely had a bet in Ireland this summer, which is just for 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 just for whatever ever reason. It's just it's just not it's just not um yeah it's just not happening not happening. It's it's it just seems it just feels like it's lower grade stuff day to day, isn't it in Ireland these days? No, it's a, it's a difficult for me. Obviously, I, I'm a tipster, also put out bets in the morning, and I've learned I've learned my lesson over the years not to put out potential Irish plot jobs, um, you know, in the morning because oh yeah, they'll just they'll just stop them. <laughs> It'll be 38 on the machine, um, five minutes before the off. Um, okay, uh, great show so far. We've gone to Jimmy Lindley. Anything we've seen this week, chaps, that you think? Is a potential winner for our listeners. Obviously, I know you, Garrett. You wouldn't. You wouldn't tell anyone. Anyone. Anyone that, that you've got something special because you you want it for yourself. But we're all like that in a way because you know, that's what that's what we do. But anything. I I, 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 I will throw you one if you want. Um, I, I mean, I don't think on. it's. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's. A, it, it's. 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 Um. Sorry. I, I, look, it might. It might. Look, might nothing might come up, but but that that stay alert in the Haydock race. That finished fifth, um, way too keen, and didn't get the trip. I would think um, that 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 that'll, that'll still be a nice horse when it's dropped to ten furlongs. Back to ten furlongs. Yeah, that that's the Hugh Morrison one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He 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 could have got a handicap mark with it on the third run, and he 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 decided not to. It would it would have won five on the bounce if it, if if he'd have got the mark. Yeah, stay alert. No, interesting. John, anything for you? Very thin on the ground this way. Very thin. And uh, John, I'm waiting for your next Sizurka. You know, that's what we're waiting for. You're young, both. I need a fucking Sizurka. <laughs> we need a Sizurka. Um, okay, one for me that'll just piss off the friend of the show, Stuart Williams. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to highlight his. Um, it's uh, one that ran at Thirsk on the 29th of June on, I think it was Wednesday, Enzo's Angel. Poor old Stuart had, had sent this one up to Thirst, thinking, well, if we can have a little spin here and we can, you know, just get this beat and, you know, look, make it look good and, you know, we'll probably get off get off uh, 66, 67. Sadly for Stuart, didn't quite go to plan because this horse was tanking just in behind the leaders in the straight and old Jason Hart just, just didn't know what to do. Enzo's Angel is the horse. Ran in the 4.30 at Thirsk on, on the Wednesday last week. I would say, to me, it looks 80 to 85. It will probably get 73 if they're lucky, 75 if they're not. Stuart was thinking, rubbing his hands, probably get this in an order 70 and maybe win three or four. So, yeah, Enzo's Angel, I've just ruined it for the friend of the show. So, if I get a DM saying, you cunt. Um... <laughs> um... 
along with all yeah. the others. Yeah, I, 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 I could, I could just imagine uh, Patrick Beach now thinking, "Look at you divulging every fucking thought <laughs> in your head." You absolute idiot. <laughs> and uh, Enzo's angel. This could be Vicious. It, it's, it's owned by Opulence Thoroughbreds, Regions Racing, et al. Could be anyone, that. What's a boy? So, sorry? What's a boy? What's sorry? It's by... Well, it's not... I don't think it's Lope de Vega, which uh, we know um, good old Patrick likes. It's by Dark Angel. But it's, I mean, that they're, they're not cheap. It costs 125000 at the breeze up. And uh, it could be, could, could be, you know, that, that sort of money could, could be Patrick. When, when, you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you stop recording, remind me to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Enzo's Angel, anyway. Sonny Stewart, if you're going to stop listening and, and not, never come on again, I understand. But that's going on the uh, Jimmy Lindley lovely hands. Uh, list okay we're back on friday we're not doing a july preview because it's shit it's full of uh, bad ground and bad watering from a bad clerk um so that's all from me garrett john and chris back on friday bye for now right the show's over boys thank you very much